Hello and welcome. The name of this podcast series is Taboo Truths and Tales. This podcast is marked explicit. This podcast is produced in partnership with ustaboo.com. Specials are right now available there exclusively for you because you are listening to this podcast. Visit ustaboo.com. Go there to discover all kinds of very special stuff posted there just for you. Taboo Truths and Tales is hosted by Madeira D'Souza. That's me. Some of you may know me by my nickname as Woody. Whatever you want to call me, I welcome you here to this podcast. Now, let's get started. Thank you. Here we go with another taboo tale. A narrated fiction story whose title is Praying Time. This story was written for the Taboo Truths and Tales podcast series by Don Norman. Night. Well, after dusk. The lone pickup meandered down the dark back channel of South State Road I-15, twin high beams the only thing piercing the black rural curtain of trees, tall grass and underbrush. Moke's dark blue eyes skinned the road on either side, toothpick restlessly shifting in one corner of his mouth, Peter Bill cap pushed back on the crown of his blonde mane. Surprisingly dead out here tonight. The figures of the usual human detritus of the road and the nearby town grifters, hitchers, cruisers, users, strangely absent for a Friday night. The 15 had become a great resource for fresh meat since the troopers and the Barney Fife wannabes had started cracking down on anybody with their thumb out on the main road. But for some reason, not tonight. Moke knew the stretch like the worn leather cover of the steering wheel. If he hung a right onto County Ridge Road, he could double back to the Atchison Parkway, take the exit off to the 15 and start the hunt again. But he had already done that twice in the last hour, and now that it was becoming apparent that nothing was to be had tonight, he was growing bored and ready to pack it in, head home for the night. Hold up! The Atchison exit was only about half a mile away, but, was that a figure standing off to the left shoulder? Yes. Bingo! Dinner is served, he muttered to himself the toothpick jutting jauntily from the grin that blossomed on his broad, bearded face. The shadow stepped back two paces as he pulled up on the dirt and gravel, then sauntered over as Moke flipped on the cabin light to get a better look. Hey, stranger, Moke said. Howdy, boss, the shadow responded, cocking one arm up on the door and leaning into the glow of the cabin bulb. Moke caught himself, so the dude wouldn't hear him suck in a breath of surprise and appreciation. Fuck! But he was beautiful. Twenty-ish. Sandy hair, swept back. Brown eyes you could drown in. Full, pouty lips, perfect for so many things. Tank top that showed off sinewy arms and a light dusting of chest hair between well-formed pecs, accentuated by the way he slung his backpack over his left shoulder. It looked like that past hour of screwing around had paid off after all. Where you headed? Moke asked. Jasper the stranger offered. If you're going to Barrick, that'd be close enough. I'm in Moorestown, but Barrick's not that far from me. Hop on in here, Baba, and I'll take you. Thanks. Appreciate it. The hitcher slung his pack into the flatbed as he jogged around to the passenger side and eased in. Name's Morton, Moke offered, extending a hand. Morton Hokinson, but my buds call me Moke. The hitch's grip was warm, strong, and smooth. Loopy, he replied, 
grinning in a way that made Moke's insides dance. Moke snorted laughter. Seriously? I mean, I don't mean no harm, since we just met and all. Loopy's good-natured smile never wavered. No harm, dude. Old nickname, long story. I'm in no hurry. Maybe you can tell me that tale, say, over breakfast? Denny's is just off the parkway a bit. Sure. Is that before? Or, after? There was no question in that question, nor the sidelong glance that Loopy gave Moke as he stretched out long against the seat, letting him get an eyeful. Moke tried to take him all in and keep his eye on the road, but the hitch was making it very difficult, especially with what his dark pants offered, tightly clinging to his lean legs. Well, sir, Moke drawled, I don't have a taste for a Grand Slam breakfast right now, but I'm sure we can work up our appetites. Well, then, let's get to it, Baba, Loopy murmured, offering that butterfly-inducing grin again. He kicked off his big boots and socks, hooking his thumbs into the waistband of the pants, sliding them easily down his legs and bare feet. Moke's inside voice hollered, Christ on a sidecar. The kid had a gorgeous pair of legs dusted with an even mat of dark blonde hair that accentuated huge, sculpted thighs, leading down to his big, perfect feet. Moke switched off the light and hung a U-turn back toward the main stretch of the 15, away from the parkway exit. He glanced over at Loopy again, as he shrugged out of the tank top, now just down to a gray pair of boxer briefs, and what the young hitch's hand was doing to the front of them almost made Moke run off into a ditch. He quickly course-corrected, eliciting a laugh from Loopy. Anything wrong, Moke, he smirked. Not a goddamn thing, son, he leered back. Except I'm gonna pull over here for a sec to drain the python, and then we'll see if we can work up those appetites for Denny's. Good plan, man. Loopy rolled back against the seat, spreading his muscular legs wider. Over the I-15, the thick cloud cover that had offered the blanket of blackest night, pulled back just a bit, letting the moon peek through like a skittish voyeur the light playing so subtly over the fur that cascaded down Loopy's slide form. Seeing a favorite spot, Moke pulled his truck off the I-15. He cut off the lights and quickly stepped out with practiced ease. A few steps away and he was into a clump of tight bushes and grass, where he hauled out his piece and let it fly, sighing with relief. He glanced back at the truck. Loopy hadn't moved. Good. Shaking off the last drops, and stuffing himself back in his jeans, Moke raised his right leg, easing out the huge, double-edged hunting knife he kept in a homemade sheath inside the boot. His appetite was already worked up by the young hitch, and so was his weapon. The one he affectionately nicknamed Babe. It was even lovingly engraved in black, ornate script into the handle. Crouching down, easing along the back of the truck toward the passenger side, Moke was noiseless having done this a few dozen times now. Even before the kill, Moke had already mentally remembered a spot further back in the surrounding woods, where he could bury Loopy's pieces so they'd never be found. Hunkered low beneath the passenger side door, Moke shifted his weight, balancing the knife in his palm as he readied himself. Reaching up, he yanked open the door, coming up on the balls of his feet and slashing the knife downward. Shockingly, Loopy brought his arm up, the knife's edge glancing off of his wrist and burying into his thigh up to the hilt. His other hand came up, grabbing Moke's wrist, the bones there emitting a wet crunch that brought the serial killer up on his toes, letting out a screech of startled agony. What the? His mind babbled. Helpless to escape Loopy's steel grip, Moke could only observe what was happening before him.
he heard a distant wail of horror and fear that he barely recognized as his own voice. Lupi's pupils had turned as black as the night. Even as he held Moke in place like a helpless ragdoll, Lupi licked the blood from his wounded wrist, the neat incision closing and healing before Moke's terrified eyes. The body hair was again shining in that sliver of moonlight from above the fifteen, but now it was growing, thickening into tufts with amazing speed. The wrist now cleaned and healed, he slowly extracted the big knife from his bulging, pulsating thigh, licking it clean as well and tossing it back into the truck with a flick of disdain. Loopy or the thing that had once been a young man pulled Moke's face close enough to his, the beast's breath a fevered lover's caress against his face and neck. Sorry, I couldn't wait for Denny's, the loopy thing's voice rumbled deep in its widening, hairy chest, so I think I'll eat here. He flung Moke with such force that the killer's body took the passenger door off, snapping his spine as he landed in the tall grass by the truck. He had no time to acknowledge the fresh pain with another scream before the beast bounded out of the truck and was upon him. The sounds of dying prey and feeding predator echoed through the isolated patch of woods. As if it had seen enough, the moon beat a quick retreat, back behind the curtain of clouds. But not before revealing one final detail and irony that even Moke would have appreciated. Crouched over dinner, Loopy's naked backside was turned up towards the sky. Just before the moonlight winked out, it flashed on one detail, across Loopy's lower back, the growing hair there rapidly covering it, was the spelling of his name, tattooed there in large, ornate old English script, L. U. P. E. Thank you for listening to this narrated fiction story whose title is Praying Time. This story was written for the Taboo Truths and Tales podcast series by Don Norman. This podcast is produced in partnership with USTaboo.com. Specials are right now available there exclusively for you because you are listening to this podcast. Visit USTaboo.com. Go there to discover all kinds of very special stuff posted there just for you.